Hi, and welcome to the Speed Blue podcast. As always, we're brought to you by The Writing Pal. If you've got a book in you, let The Writing Pal help bring it out. We offer coaching, editing, and design, and we can even publish your ebook or paperback and get it up on Amazon within a matter of days, all at competitive prices. Get in touch with us at thewritingpal at gmail.com and let's get started on your book. Welcome to the second edition of the Speed Blue Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Langton. Normally, we'd start with the news, but there is no actual news out of Coltland this week. Um, there's a lot of speculation as to which uh, veteran free agents the Colts will be signing. Um, a lot of it, of course, is focused on edge rusher Melvin Ingram. Um, but I hardly think the Colts are the only team that are interested in his services. And uh, he's going to cost a lot of money for whatever team... Uh, uh, signs him. Uh, we'll look at the value and potential for Ingram when we deal with edge rushers um, next uh, episode. And But uh, for this episode, we're going to look at the cornerbacks. Um, the Colts uh, have a lot of problems there, uh, as evidenced by their 31st ranked secondary last year. To understand where the Colts are as far as cornerbacks is concerned now, um, it, it's beneficial to look at where they were headed into the season last year. Uh, they really considered it amongst their strongest positions, um, which is not too surprising. At number one, uh, they had Vontae Davis, who was one of the best corners in the league, certainly a, pro, a frequent pro bowler. Um, on the other outside starting spot, they had Patrick Robinson, a veteran free agent signing who had done some solid work in places like San Diego and New Orleans. At third corner, they had former outside starter Darius Butler, who had really found a home uh, in the slot. Uh, it benefited his, you know, small size and niftiness. And at fourth corner, they had uh, recent draft pick DeJune Smith, um, who they expected to challenge for a starting spot before long. And after that, they had, you know, some familiar names, Jaleel Brown, those kinds of guys. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out for them the way they had predicted. Let's start with Smith. Um, he is one of those picks that a lot of Colts fans, me included, really didn't like. Um, you have to go back to the 2015 draft. It's the second round. Um, the Colts uh, obviously have a desire to get a younger at corner, more athletic, and uh, Ronald Darby is still on the board. And uh, I was excited because Ronald Darby was who I wanted the Colts to get in the first round. Unfortunately, the Colts didn't uh, like Darby as much as I did, and uh, we all know that he became a top corner with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, instead, they decided to trade down. They traded with Tampa. Um, they got Tampa's third at the top of the third for their second at the top of the second, and uh, they traded spots in the fourth round. So the Colts got DeJune Smith, um, corner, and in the fourth round they got Clayton Gathers, who, you know, I very much like and I think has a future of safety. And the Bucks got um, Ali Marpet, who is a starting guard, who I think would have really helped the Colts. And another fourth, and the fourth rounder was uh, uh, guard Feliciano, who was traded to, uh, or at least the pick was traded to Oakland. So it's pretty safe to say that the Colts lost that trade, even if uh, they didn't select Darby. Um, of course, we all know DeJune never really played for the Colts. I think he appeared in four games for a grand total of zero tackles on defense. Um, he was frequently hurt, and then he was cut for issues related to behavior and maturity. 
Uh, he wound up with Tennessee and uh, didn't really play there. So, you know, he was a waste of a, uh, a draft pick. I suppose the, the trade that uh, uh, got the Colts together is if they couldn't have gotten him in later in the fourth round. Uh, is some kind of positive to take out of that. But uh, the way I look at it, uh, uh, it was a waste of a draft pick and a terrible trade. Okay, so Smith was a dead loss. Let's uh, talk about the three guys you're really depending on. Um, Vontae Davis um, had a bit of a rough season. Uh, he fought nagging injuries. He didn't play as much as uh, any of us wanted him to. He um, missed a few games, and he missed uh, uh, some uh, reps in games that he did play. Um, he played well, not to the level that a lot of people thought he should because of the seasons he had had beforehand. Um, he's lost a bit of a step. Uh, I certainly wouldn't call him amongst the speedier corners anymore, but, uh, he was still very effective. And you have to factor in the fact that the Colts, uh, pass rush went from adequate to pathetic, uh, last year. And that's going to affect any corner, no matter how good you are. Um, so I would still give Vontae Davis a pass. Uh, I think the Colts should retain him. There's talk of, uh, uh, cutting him to, uh, increase salary cap room, but, uh, uh, that would be, you know, weakening, uh, position very significantly to gain somewhere else. Um, and it's unlikely they can, uh, you know, cut Vontae and then, uh, get another corner to replace him right away, either through draft or free agency. Um, so I would recommend keeping him, uh, at least for now. If the Colts were to cut Davis, they would save about $10 million on the cap. Uh, there would be some dead money behind, but uh, uh, I believe it's a little over, no, it's one and a quarter million, which is handleable. But I think that uh, his um, abilities are worth the money, at least for now. I can't say that for the number two guy, uh, Patrick Robinson, who was a uh, free agent signee with, um, they didn't have high hopes for him. They just thought that he would nail down the number two slot and, uh, and not number two slot, number two position and, uh, you know, play competently. Um, he didn't actually do that. Um, he missed a lot of time, a lot of starts, and then later on was something of an afterthought because he didn't play all that effectively. But the problem with Robinson is although he would be uh, $4.5 million uh, savings on the cap, um, he would also leave behind $2 million in dead money. Um, so the Colts either have to realize that uh, they need a bounce-back season from Robinson or to just chuck it in and say he's not good enough anymore um, and, you know, leave some money on the cap. Um, I wouldn't be too surprised if Robinson... Um, was gone. He's owed a roster bonus soon, and uh, later in the season when he was uh, not playing very often, it was in a large part because he wasn't as effective as other corners on the roster. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Robinson gone. Uh, if he stays, then they see something in him. Perhaps uh, I don't. Then he could have a comeback season, but uh, I wouldn't bet on it. The third guy, of course, was Darius Butler, who uh, played primarily in the slot, uh, where he's better suited. Um, he also missed a lot of time uh, to injury, particularly early in the season, but he did play well. Um, he's definitely lost a, stop. He, a step. He used to be a very fast corner, but now he relies more on quickness and positioning, uh, again, making him more suitable to the slot. Um, he has volunteered to play free safety for the Colts, which... Um, 
as I said in, you know, the previous episode, um, has its upsides because, you know, he's great in zone coverage. Uh, he has hands for the pick. Uh, although, like Davis, he does have naturally good hands. He can be out-wrestled uh, by bigger, stronger receivers. But uh, Butler is just too small, I think, to play free safety. And uh, it's reflected in his tackling ability. Although he's a good tackler by corner standards, he's definitely not uh, what you want as your last line of defense at safety. So um, I think that if Butler stays, he'd be better off at slot corner, at least for one more year. The interesting thing about Butler is that he is a, an unrestricted free agent. So um, it's uh, uh, there's definitely potential he could sign elsewhere, but uh, I think he likes it in Indy. I mean, obviously, you know, he's played some of his best ball here, and he's uh, uh, has volunteered to change positions for the team, so he seems like a team guy and would likely want to stay. Um, but uh, again, uh, you know, if your top three corners are guys that you have major questions about and are considering cutting, uh, Davis certainly is... Uh, uh, a great player, but $10 million is a lot of money. Um, then you have real problems at corner if you can't depend on any of the top three. Things were so bad for the Colts in the summer of 2016 with injuries and ineffectiveness at cornerback that they actually signed uh, troubled veteran Anthony Kermerty. He started a few games for the, for them, and he, he was just tragic. He was really bad. And uh, they got rid of him after, I think it was game four, um, uh, never to be seen again. Uh, although he did start the first four games, uh, the Colts saw the writing on the wall and knew that Cromartie was more um, of a liability than an asset. So if we revisit uh, what the Colts had on their way into 2016, um, Davis and Butler uh, fight, fought nagging injuries and uh, seemed to have lost a step. Robinson had more frequent injuries and seemed not really to be anywhere near what the Colts thought when they got him. And Smith um, just couldn't play and was gone. And then Antonio Cromartie comes riding into the rescue and falls flat on his face. So the Colts are desperate at this point, um, not just injuries, but ineffectiveness. And so they held open auditions for basically anyone who wanted to play corner. And uh, one of the guys he discovered was someone I really liked as a college player. His name is uh, Rashawn Melvin. Um, he wasn't drafted. He went to Northern Illinois. Um, big for a corner, six foot two. Um, not the most agile, nifty guy. Uh, definitely does not work well in the slot. Uh, more of an outside guy. And uh, not the fastest either, but uh, a, a pretty solid football player. Um, instead of being drafted, he signed with the Bucks and... Uh, he got injured, and they released him right away. Then uh, he was with Miami, um, and uh, but never made it off the practice squad. And he was signed then by the Ravens when uh, Coach Pagano was there. And uh, they used him frequently at, uh, at defensive back, and he made it as high as third corner. Um, but he had a nightmare of a game in uh, 2015. Uh, the Ravens were playing the Patriots in the um, playoffs and uh, he uh, was just torched. Um, he, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, he gave up 12 catches of 15 thrown his way for 224 yards and two touchdowns. And uh, basically he became a highlight film guy, but on the wrong side. Um, as they say in the NBA, he was posterized. Um, nobody in Cleveland, or sorry, Baltimore ever wanted to see him again. Um, at the start of the 2015 season, he was still the third corner, 
but he got torched a couple times and uh, he was benched and then released. Um, the day he was released, the, he was claimed uh, off waivers by the Patriots, the very team that had torched him. I guess they saw something they liked in him, um, thought they could work with him, but uh, he never got off special teams with them. And uh, But they liked him enough to put him on the practice squad and sign him again for the following year. But um, the Dolphins uh, jumped in and grabbed him um, off the practice squad. Uh, and he had a pretty good summer with them, but was one of the final cuts. And then he um, sat around for four days before he got a call from the Colts, who uh, were pretty desperate. Um, there's a lot to like about Melvin. Uh, he really stood up uh, last year. Uh, he was uh, the third corner for the first game, and then he started the second game. Um, he's an up-and-down guy. That's the thing about Melvin. On one play, he will look like uh, Deion Sanders, and on the next, he'll look like T.J. Green. Um, his strengths are, um, well, he's a very good tackler. Uh, he's not, uh, you know, safety level like Vontae Davis, but, uh, he's, he's definitely pretty good by corners, especially these days when a lot of teams don't, uh, um, prize tackling from corners like I do. Um, he'll throw his body in there. You know, um, one of the things about the, the Colts corners, the top guys is although they have natural hands, a lot of them will have a hard time in the wrestling matches with uh, bigger receivers. But Melvin, uh, he'll jump up there and he'll use his elbows and, uh, you know, he might draw the occasional pass interference penalty, but it, it won't be out of a mental mistake. It'll be about uh, uh, the fact that he likes to get into the rough stuff. Um, he's pretty good in uh, zone coverage, which, of course, since the Colts have the worst pass rush around, uh, he's going to have to do a lot. So in summation, I would say that Melvin is a guy you can work with. I mean, he will get torched. He will get burned, uh, especially without a pass rush in front of him. But uh, he will also be spectacular at times. Um, I like Melvin. I like him better than Robinson. I think that uh, if I were marching uh, a second corner out there out of what the Colts have, I would definitely go with Melvin ahead of uh, Robinson. Not that he is necessarily a better player. I think they're about the same at this point, but the fact is Melvin can get better. Um, yes, he's been around the league for a while, but he's never really, um, you know, stayed in one place for uh, very long. Uh, I think a second season under um, the Colts coaching, which is very similar to the Ravens defense when he found his most success and consistency, uh, would really help him. Um, Melvin is a, a bright spot um, amongst the Colts corners. But unfortunately, um, he's, you know, as bright as a 40-watt bulb, you know. Uh, that's not a knock on his intelligence, just uh, continuing the metaphor about brightness. Um, he's someone to be comfortable with, but not excited about. Uh, Melvin's probably better off not starting, but he's a guy you want in your secondary. And uh, he plays pretty good in specials, too, so I would definitely keep him. Another youngster who saw a lot of time on defense for the uh, Colts last year. Uh, with Daryl Morris. Um, he was another guy from the class of 2013 who wasn't drafted. Uh, went to uh, San Francisco. Um, and uh, he was not much there. Mostly practice squad guy. Same thing with the Texans and the Jets. Um, and uh, the day after, I think it's the day after they signed uh, um, Rashawn, um, they grabbed Morris. Um because, uh, again, the injuries were that bad. 
Um, he played a little bit, and then the Colts released him, but uh, they were pretty desperate again uh, by November and signed him again. Uh, he actually started the final game, um, but I think by that time, the Colts had kind of thrown in the towel, and they were trying to see what they, they had. Um, yeah, Morris is the speediest, probably, of the, the entire corner group. Um, he's slight. He's, uh, 5'10", I think about 187 pounds. Um, he's, again, he, he's more steady than, uh, Melvin, but, uh, his, uh, valleys might be shallower and his peaks are definitely lower. Um, Morris, I would fight it back, certainly. He's definitely, you know, a strong spare part and could emerge as more than that and, uh, big special teamer. I think he played more in special teams uh, than any other corner on the roster, um, despite missing time, um, not from injury, but because he was released. Um, he's currently an undrafted, or sorry, unrestricted free agent. Um, uh, bringing back, I think, would be a good idea. Depending on him, would be less of a good idea. In that Week 17 game that uh, Morris started, uh, the other starters were um, Davis, of course, and um, someone who uh, few would expect, a guy named Christopher Milton, um, should be noted that the Colts uh, start three corners uh, pretty frequently, depending on uh, their opponent and what formation they take. Anyway, the guy's name was uh, Christopher Milton. Mm, if you haven't heard of him, I wouldn't be too, too surprised. Um, I liked him when the Colts signed him as a, uh, an undrafted free agent in 2016. Uh uh, I was excited because he was quite um, the athlete. He's from Georgia Tech. Uh, he started ca his career there as a strong safety. Mm, played pretty good, but at uh, 5'10 and 187 pounds, it was pretty clear that uh, he really couldn't take this, the pounding that a strong safety would get, um, especially in the pros. The uh, Georgia Tech, they moved him to uh, corner uh, where he played his uh, senior season, and he was actually pretty darn good. Um, uh, as I pointed out in my blog at the time, that uh, opposing teams uh, would rather target DJ White, um, who went to the Chiefs in the sixth round, uh, than Milton, um, you know. But uh, like you'd expect, a guy who played strong safety moved out to corner for one season, um, his game was extremely raw, especially in coverage. Um, in man coverage, he looked to look more like a linebacker than a corner, let alone a safety. And uh, But he actually had a pretty good understanding of zones and could get where he needed to go. Um, and he has great speed, 440. Uh, but, uh, you know, he really hasn't put it all together yet. Um, you might not be surprised. He's a really good tackler. Uh, probably the best of the... Uh, of the corners on the Colts roster. And that's saying something because Vontae Davis has uh, really sort of been uh, among the, the league leaders there. Um, you know, it's too early to tell what he really offers. Uh, uh, but uh, I love the upside on him. Um, uh, he might be too small to play uh, safety and he might never uh, master the intricacies of playing a uh, corner. But uh, you got to give the guy a shot and certainly... Um, he uh, deserves uh, some uh, recognition as a special teamer. Um, keep your eye on him. Um, when the Colts uh, left camp 
uh, in September 2016 because there was such a glaring need at corner. Uh, corners who were ready to play, guys who'd played in the NFL before, they actually cut uh, Milton and put him on the, the practice squad. Um, he definitely wasn't ready to play corner in the NFL, um, but they liked him. And, um, you know, as uh, things changed, you know, Cromartie failed, uh, the veterans um, uh, kept missing time to injury. Uh, Melvin, and to a much lesser extent, Morris emerged. Um, they actually gave him more and more time, and uh, he really didn't disappoint. Um, I like Morris a lot. I think that he's uh, uh, definitely worth uh, holding on to and giving a shot. Um, next year will be, I think, his third year playing corner. So uh, don't expect miracles, but... Uh, uh, you know, unless injuries hit hard and, you know, they need guys ready to play, uh, Milton might have a shot. One other uh, 2016 uh, undrafted free agent uh, with the Colts at corner was uh, Purdue's Frankie Williams. Um, Frankie had a really good career at Purdue, but um, it's pretty smooth, uh, agile in coverage, uh, great hands, great attitude, kind of guy you want on your college team. But he's really short, uh, 5'9". Um, and 186, um, and is much better in man coverage than zone, which doesn't befit the Colts at this point. Um, Frankie played, I think it was 10 um, uh, snaps on defense, uh, played more on uh, special teams. He has some potential as a returner. He was pretty good at that at Purdue, but the, the Colts uh, seem to have other people in line ahead of him there. Um I, uh, kind of rooting for Frankie because he wears my old number, 46, uh, at my old position, corner and kick returner. Um, but, uh, uh, right now, uh, I'm not sure how he fits. I mean, I'm sure they'll bring him into camp. He's a exclusive rights free agent, so it shouldn't be hard to retain him. Um, it'd be nice to see something out of Frankie, but, uh, right now I'm, uh, I'm definitely not betting the house on him. After Frankie, the Colts had uh, another player, Charles James II, who played uh, a little bit on defense. I think he had uh, the same number of snaps as Frankie, maybe one more. Um, like Frankie, he's small. He's five foot nine, maybe about 177 pounds. But uh, he's been around um, after uh, his time at Charlestown Southern. He was undrafted. Um, small, small school um, corner. Uh, has a hard time in the NFL, and he bounced around. He was with the Giants, um, where he played special teams, and then the Texans, and the Ravens, of course, again, during the uh, time Pagano was there, uh, showed up on the, with the Texans, but uh, missed the 2015 season with foot injury, um, showed up with the Colts in December um, 2016, uh, played a little bit, mostly on special teams, um, nothing special at this point. Uh, he's a restricted free agent right now, so... Um, wouldn't be hard for the Colts to uh, hang on to him. Um, uh, he is exactly what you would think, um, given his past and his size and his numbers. Um, pretty darn good in zone coverage. I like that, but um, really can't tackle. He He's uh, not the kind of guy who will fight anyone for the ball, although he does have decent natural hands. Um, he has a little more veteran savvy than some of the other guys. But uh, I think his chances are, uh, you know, what you'd expect from uh, uh, a guy with his past. Uh, if he does come back, I'm sure he'll fight for a spot, uh, but uh, he might have some of the odds stacked against him. And finally, rounding out the uh, quarterback picture are um, 
Tevin Mitchell, who was actually, what was he, a fifth-round, sixth-round pick by uh, the Washington professional football team, but he got hurt, and uh, they waived him, and he was claimed by the Colts. Um, again, they put him on injured reserve um, and uh, released him with an injury settlement, but uh, uh, eyeing the future, uh, they re-signed him, and uh, they look like they might think that he has... Um, the potential to uh, contribute on defense. Um, he's tall but thin. Um, he's a six-footer, and uh, he played pretty well at Arkansas, certainly well enough to be drafted in the, the sixth round by the Washington team, and uh, I'd keep my eye on him. Uh, I don't know that much about him. I remember him from his uh, his days uh, in college, and uh, I would say that at this point, he's a wild card. Um, he could contribute, but right now, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't expect anything. Um, and finally, the last guy's got Larry Scott, who um, really um, is not known to a lot of Colts fans. Um, he is a converted wide receiver who went to, was it Oregon State? It's one of those schools. Yeah, it was Oregon State. And, um, you know, he's got good size. He's only 5'11", but he's thick at 194 pounds. Um, likes to be around the ball, uh, definitely has some, uh, you know, potential to be a, uh, good containment and tackling guy, um, despite being, you know, a converted wide receiver, likes to get his hands on the ball, um, he'll get a pick, uh, again, you know, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, Mitchell, you know, I certainly don't expect anything, uh, and I would be surprised, um, if he, uh, makes a cut, but, uh, you know, the kid's got potential, and you could never look past that. Some of these guys uh, come out of nowhere and uh, really can contribute. Sorry, I'm being long-winded in this episode. It's just something that I uh, care about, the cornerback position. Um, so, in summation, what do the Colts have? They have, um, at the top, Davis, who um, many people think should be cut. I don't agree. They have Robinson, who, uh, I'm a little more on the cut side, um, although I would be surprised if he stayed and contributed. There's Butler, who is an unrestricted free agent and is hoping to play safety, so you can't really depend on him too much. Um, and then there are the youngsters. Um, obviously I like Melvin. I think that, uh, Morris has a future. I think that Milton has a future, but, uh, I definitely wouldn't, uh, wouldn't want to start any of those on day one. Um, you know, so the Colts def have a definite need at corner. Um, however, uh, I think it's surpassed by their needs at other positions, certainly at, uh, at edge rusher, inside linebacker, and maybe even the defensive line. Um, the next little while will determine um, how the Colts address the cornerback position. If they sign Ingram or another um, pass rusher in uh, free agency or shore up their inside linebacker and uh, crew through free agency. I could see the corners going, uh, sorry, the Colts going for a corner early, like in the second round. Um, let's look at a couple of those uh, prospects. Although it's way early to be talking draft, I mean, there are a couple of uh, uh, prospects that really have intrigued me. Uh, I love Cordrea Tankersley out of Clemson. Uh, I think that he has the potential to be a number one corner in the NFL. Right now, his only problems are a lack of discipline and uh, a little bit uh, of uh, uh, anxiety, you know, if I can say that about a corner. But, uh, you know, they say he's not a great athlete, but I just love the way he acts in man coverage. And uh, the way he uh, tackles and pursues and he recognizes, uh, you know, 
pass versus run. Um, not very easily fooled. Has uh, decent ball skills, but uh, I've always thought a corner's primary job was to prevent receivers from catching the ball, not catching the ball themselves. Uh, interceptions, for me, uh, are, are a great bonus, but not uh, not uh, the true measure of a corner. Um, Tankersley is very popular with the NFL, though. He'll probably be gone uh, by the end of the second round. Um, if uh, a little later, they might be able to get uh, another guy I love is Cameron Sutton out of Tennessee. Um, you know, a lot of people say that, uh, you know, he's... Uh, too small, um, but uh, he plays like a much bigger guy. Um, amazing man coverage. Uh, the Colts don't play a lot of man coverage, um, but uh, that certainly helps. Um, really good when it comes to, uh, you know, judging roots. Um, he cuts like a wide receiver. Uh, anyway, just love this kid. I think he's got uh, a great future. Um, you know, he needs coaching. Um uh, but he also has some ball skills and could actually work as a returner. Um, he certainly did uh, in Tennessee. Um, keep your eye on Sutton. I think he might be uh, a bit of a draft bargain despite going to Tennessee. And finally, I like uh, Fabian Moreau out of UCLA. Um, you know, he has a little bit of size, unlike the other guys. He's fluid. He's uh, The reason I like him is because he's a really good tackler. Um, he also has uh, great zone coverage. He does gamble a little bit too much for uh, me, but uh, that might uh, change after he burned a couple of times in the NFL. Um, and again, a good tackler is something I look for in corners. Uh, any of these guys would be a great, great uh, addition to the Colts roster um, as long as they get their pass rush and run stopping um, problems fixed first. I mean, I really want the Colts to improve at corner, but uh, not at the expense of uh, positions of greater need. Okay, that'll do it for Speed Blue Podcast number two. As always, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can email me at thespeedblue at gmail.com. That's thespeedblue at gmail.com. Or hit me up on uh, Facebook or Twitter, Jerry Langton. 